Hey, I'm Tracy Burns. Welcome to Five Things. I'm a financial advisor with UBS and on this little mission to help women through the divorce transition. My goal is to empower and educate. I have a soft spot for female founders and small businesses. And of course, closing the wage gap is top of mind, especially because I have two teenage girls. And so this podcast is a small piece of helping us get there. Before we dive into your five things, for context, um, we are in the midst of Corona lockdown right now. It's April 2020. Bianca Benedetti Fang from the business owner segment is here with me right now. I know, Bianca, you are home, lockdown, two little kids, husband, in-laws, right? I mean, add to the list. It's been a very interesting time for all of us. Yes, absolutely. We have the whole gang under one roof. Um, and while that should be really comforting, you know, sometimes it has its moments. <laughs> right, right. A lot of deep breaths, a lot of trying to find your inner Zen and I and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and Bianca came to me with this amazing idea. So I encourage everyone to listen to our first podcast. It's the five things that business owners should be thinking about right now in the midst of all this turmoil. But so many business owners, and Bianca, correct me if I'm wrong here, we're starting to feel very negative that things are looking scary. And you basically flipped the switch and said, you know what, let's start talking about how you're going to get out of this, how you're going to come out of it on the other side. Who do you need around you right now to make that happen? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for me, I actually come from a business owner family, third generation, three generations of business owners, many of them that are under this roof right now. And, <laughs> you know, when we're, when we're talking around the dinner table, it is, you know, more about optimism and more about right. positivity and, you know, controlling the things that we can control. And hopefully this will be a situation where more business owners will come out of stronger. Um, but, I think you have to consider that this is also a team sport. And the only way that you're really going to be able to get out of this in a better place is if you have a great team around you that is helping to build you up and allowing you as a business owner to really focus on the longer term growth of the company. I love that you said that because I actually wrote down there's no I in team and no, right? No woman is an island. And I think we learn that very quickly when, you know, many of us are blessed with becoming or not blessed. It depends on how you look at it, but becoming parents and you realize that you can't do this alone. This is, this is like, we need a strong bench in order to make this stuff happen on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes, absolutely. And I think now, you know, in some ways it may seem like we're more isolated, literally, figuratively, mm -hmm. but again, that's why it's just so crucial and more critical than ever to have a great team. So Bianca came up with five things, five different groups of people that you need in your life, some general roles that as an owner, you might want to think about. And look, we have a little extra time on our hands, some of us right now. So it's, it's, a, it's a good time to think about planning on how we're going to get out on the other side. And I love your first one, this notion of a business continuity manager. Yes. So I think right now we're hearing a lot of discussion about essential versus non-essential. Um, and, you know, the key player uh, that I would suggest is maybe it's not considerable that's essential every day, but it's really critical and particularly in times of crisis. So the business continuity function 
It's all about focusing on being prepared. And the best way that you can prepare yourself for any circumstance, whether it's foreseen or unforeseen, is to have clear documentation of processes. This allows an owner or any leader to have clarity into the business practices of each division or each of their employees, and then they have a better understanding of what the current status is, and then also the subsequent ability to revise or pivot their strategy much more quickly during challenging times. Yeah. So like by documentation, do you mean like insurance policies and things like that? Or do you mean like literally these are the five things we're going to do when, you know, God forbid there's a fire, like something like as simple, not simple, but Mm -hmm. as, as daily as that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it can be all of those things. I don't think that it has to be, you know, that you're documenting things down to the very last detail. Um, But generally, I think you want to know, like the foundation of a business continuity plan is really what are we doing? How are we doing it? Um, and just having sort of that clarity into it. And the one thing I would say about business continuity planning is this is not something that every business has a dedicated person or, you know, like a a role that is dedicated to this. It um, can actually be something that a lot of your employees contribute to. So for instance, you know, when someone joins your company and they're new, Perhaps you have them document what their onboarding process looks like. Uh, You may also have them document what is their job description. And every year at their their review, maybe have them update the description of all of their processes, what their team org chart looks like, and then put it all into a shared file so you can access it easily at any time. It's all together. Um, And having this information just really allows the owner to understand what everyone is doing. Um, And that allows them, again, to act quickly in any situation, whether that's global pandemic or a key employee leaves your company. You kind of know what you can do from there. It's such a, I think that's such great advice. And and to your point with the continuity, it's something you have to continually update and keep talking about and make sure everyone's buying in and and updating as, because as we know, everything changes. (laughs) That's the only constant, right? (laughs) No joke. Which is why your next suggestion of having a team of trusted advisors is so important because when the you-know-what hits the fan, you need like people you can go to. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think you know we always recommend that you should seek the professional advice and guidance of really experienced and licensed specialists. And you know our trifecta is kind of the attorney, the accountant, and the financial advisor. Most people consider this to be relatively standard. Um, And many business owners will have these three advisors in their court already. But we actually ran an Investor Watch Pulse survey at UBS that was focused on business owners. And we found that over a million business owners are now seeking more professional advice. Mm -hmm. And I think specifically on the financial planning side, likely because they're realizing it's important to have guidance from licensed professionals that have a very specific expertise and understanding of laws, regulations, and even industry best practices so they can really help to protect yourself during a a time when things are very much uncertain. Right, like now, which is why, you know, 
I say go out and interview these people, especially now. First of all, you're hiring them, so to speak. So you should interview them as if you're, you know, they're part of your new staff. But how are they handling this? Are they the people that you want to talk to when the walls are caving in? Because if, if they're not and they're losing their minds too, maybe you should go look elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when looking for a qualified professional for your team, I always suggest making sure you look at people with top credentials, a great professional reputation, but also somebody that you can be collaborative with and have a comfortable working relationship with. Um, You want to make sure that the individuals who you're working with specialize in areas where you might need guidance and support. Um, And also keep in mind, these are the people that you should be going to with some of your most personal, confidential questions. Do I have enough money? Are there legal concerns for what I want to do? So really, they should be people that you feel like you, you know you can go to for those tough questions. Right. Do you want to have a glass of wine with these people? Like, you know, right? <laughs> That's true. Do you That's want to pour true. your heart and soul out to them? Like, if not, you got to move on. And and now's the t- like I said. Now I think now's a really good time to get on the phone with people because a lot of people are home having have a little extra time. I could spend a lot of time with you on the phone. We could get to know each other. Do a you know virtual meeting if any, and and that way you have these people in place for because we know it's something's going to happen again, right? Nothing is perfect forever, as we are learning very quickly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think we even talk about like. What what does our emergency fund looks like? Those are things that you hope that you never really have to access. But mm. when you do need to access them, it's really important that they're there, that you have that plan in place, and that somebody is giving you the tailored advice and guidance to say, do this, don't put it off. Exactly. Which is why your next suggestion is even more important. You're suggesting that um, small businesses, female founders find themselves a board of directors. I think this is brilliant. Yes. Well, I think, you know, even when we don't have mandated social distancing rules in place, being the owner of a business and at the helm of a company can get really lonely. And whether you have an extended leadership team or management team, um, we always suggest it's important for owners to have a board of directors. Um, Really, the board's key purpose is to ensure that the company has prosperity, um, they're collectively directing the company's affairs, and they're also meeting all the appropriate interests of stakeholders. And in many cases, the shareholders, if uh, the company is more formally organized. I mean, as I just think about my own household, right? If I am the, in theory, CEO, I cannot do this alone. I mean, I'm raising three teenagers. Even in a, on a good day, I want to blow my head off. So, And I have my own board of directors. I call them my girlfriends. But we need people to help help make solid decisions. And for one, for them to say, you're not crazy. You got this. Your company's moving in the right direction. You're doing the right things. Or maybe you're not. And here's what what you should be doing instead. Absolutely. And the the good thing about a board is that typically the members will serve um, on the board of a company for quite a few years. And so they're well acquainted with the history of your business. They understand the company. They know your long-term goals. So again, they can just provide that very uh, tailored perspective on strategic decisions, um, you know, and 
The other thing is if a board of directors is well appointed, um, they'll really be able to challenge the owner in a positive way to tackle issues. And so I would say when you're considering individuals to serve on a board, you might want to have people from different backgrounds, potentially various ages, genders, or with wide-ranging professional experience so that they can provide a variety of opinions and suggestions and guidance for you. I feel like we could do a whole podcast on just picking board members, right? But like, you know, if, if I'm sitting home listening right now and I'm a, I'm a super young, small business and I don't have, I can barely pay my employees right now. How do I off, you know, are these board of directors going to look, come to me for money? I mean, they're going to, on the, on the upper level, right? They, they definitely get paid. But if I'm a startup, can I still ask? Yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think when selecting board members, it's really important to make sure that each member is able to take their responsibility very seriously. And so that's why many board members are paid for their services. But here and there, we've absolutely been seeing startups with boards that may not be uh, traditionally compensated. And typically, these will be people that either volunteer or that the owner will ask um, to be a part of the board. And, you know, they do it because they believe in the company or potentially because they want to be in a position to be a paid board member at some point. And so having the experience of serving on a board will also be helpful to them. That's a great point. And, and you're right, actually. I mean, I would do that. My, I would love to be, you know, in my golden years, imposing my wisdom on people on boards and getting paid. <laughs> and I would, you know, right, I would absolutely do it now just to get some experience and not get paid. Um, but especially because now a lot of people are available and looking for work. You might have a better choice now than ever for board members and for people to want to get involved, which is why your next point is so potent too, because finding recruits, finding help right now, you, you probably could do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I think about the extended team, I always think of the A list and the B list. And some of that is just about where is my business today? Do I have the right people in the right positions? And where do I hope that my business is going to be in five years? What will I need in terms of experience and talent to get me there? Um, And so now I would say is a really great time to start expanding your network a little bit um, and start really talking to individuals who may have previously been in a, a great position um, and are now you know, furloughed or laid off or um, not doing the things that they had hoped that they would be doing prior to this crisis um, and really kind of you know, have discussions with them, build relationships with them. This yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, would, I would jump in and say, and don't be afraid to approach people that you think are in fabulous jobs and super happy because you just never know. Right. If you think that you have this amazing story to tell in this amazing company that you're going to you take to the moon and you want all these fabulous people to come with you, do not be afraid to ask them. Like just because they have, you know, a business card and a job right now doesn't mean they're happy. Yes, absolutely. It's so true. You know, I think this period of time will actually have a lot of people like really rethinking what they're doing um, and maybe looking for different culture in a company, for instance, um, or just generally, you know, different strategic vision. So um, it's definitely an opportune time to start looking 
um, to expand your network. And, you know, we don't know what the next few months will bring. So while you might not want to consider formally hiring anyone at the moment or even for the next few months, it's important to have, number one, the potential candidates that you can tap. And also to consider, um, you know, people in a different levels of experience or tenure in their careers. So now might be an amazing time to consider bringing on, you know, a great group of interns, for instance. Um, We might not have had that time before. Exactly right. Um, I love all these. Okay. So just in closing now, before we get to the fifth, we have could think about a business continuity manager, your team of advisors, a board of director, think about recruiting and who you potentially want to, dare I say, poach, And finally, um, we all need an advocate. I love this one because we get wrapped up in ourselves, women in particular. We think we need to do everything. We lose sight of the big picture. This is so important, right? Absolutely. I think, look, it's easy for all of us to get wrapped up in attending to the needs of others around us, but particularly for business owners, we know that their company is, you know, either one of their babies, if not their baby. And so the needs of the business during times of crisis um, really take over sometimes, and they may not be taking the time that they need for themselves. Um, So it's really important to have an advocate during challenging times to help support a business owner. And I would say, you know, this role can really be filled by a close confidant, it can be a therapist, um, a coach or a mentor, um, even, dare I say, a spouse. Um, or, <laughs> yes, yes, you can say, you can dare. <laughs> um, or, you know, even, even an assistant, right? And so their role is typically, you know, similar to maybe an accountability coach. It's making sure that they're checking in on you um, and reminding you to take a minute away from the day-to-day, um, take stock of key objectives, and really remain focused on being positive and making progress with some of your longer-term goals. Yeah, it's like getting a trainer at the gym. Some, like, Not that I have one, right? But I think that's what the trainer does. He or she holds you accountable so that you show up and you do your push-ups and pull-ups and all the things you're supposed to do. You know, I have a very, I have a dear friend who is so incredibly motivated. And she and I just every now and then catch up and we make a list of like five things we want to work on. And she holds me accountable and says, did you do this? If not, let's figure out how you're going to get there. And I think, I think it's really important because we all have that friend who is just like blowing it out of the water. So tap into them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, like we all may feel like physically, we can't all be together. Um, But to be able to have this team, whether it's virtual um, or not, you know, depending on the time is so, so important. And, And I do think really can make the difference of, you know, setting up a business for success, particularly during hard times. Bianca, these are five amazing things. I would venture to say that good times, bad times, we should all be thinking about these things and revisiting them all the time. Because you can have a board of directors and they could be really rotten. So, <laughs> so always take the time to take a step back and take, you know, get the bigger picture of things. I want everyone to stay safe, think positive. The sun is coming out. And, um, and again, Bianca, thank you so much for your time. 
Thanks for having me. And so good to hear your voice. I know, even though it's via headphones and microphones. <laughs> this presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.